You're listening to the Life with Old Dogs podcast, and I'm your host, Dawn Mimnaw, primary caretaker of all of our wonderful senior German Shepherds right here at Woody's Place Senior German Shepherd Sanctuary. Hey there, folks. Welcome to the Life with Old Dogs podcast. Uh, just to just to recap, season three is, that's the season we're in, and we are talking about the 20 most common health issues in senior German shepherds throughout uh, season three. Um, and just so you know, we did not compile the list in order of, you know, most important health issues, least important health issues, most urgent, least nothing like that. Um, we simply went about it in an alphabetical fashion uh, because we figured that's that's what was, you know, that's that's how we wanted to do it. Okay, so in this episode, we are going to be discussing allergies in senior German shepherds. Um, it's allergies are not uncommon, not at all. Uh, senior German shepherds have them. German shepherds at any age have them. Dogs in general have them. Um, you know, they're they're very they're very similar to us in the sense that they are sensitive to um, different things in the environment or things that they eat. Um, heredity, you know, genetics also comes into play. That's a factor for for allergies. So they're they're no different than us. Uh, it's just that when you have a senior German Shepherd, um, who you know, of course, most of their life is behind them, their body starts to decline, and their immune system isn't what it used to be, and then therefore they're susceptible to. Um, to more diseases as they age, just like us. Um, and maybe your German Shepherd didn't have allergies before, but all of a sudden you're noticing that they are. Um, it could very well be that his immune system isn't in top shape. And, you know, what he might have been able to handle before, he's not able to handle now. And and that's not an uncommon thing. So, all right, allergies in your senior German Shepherd, um, they're no fun. They're no fun for anyone, not for him, not for you, the caretaker or, or senior German Shepherd parent, not for anyone who is in constant company of the senior German Shepherd, including other fur friends who may live in the house. I mean, think about that. Um, allergies can range from mild to severe. So, you know, if you have a senior German Shepherd who has a mild food sensitivity, you know, that's that's not really going to, you know, cause too many waves throughout the day, uh, throughout the dynamics in the household. But if you have a senior German Shepherd who's constantly licking, constantly chewing, is a, is a big old yeasty, smelly mess, um, you know, you can smell them before they walk in the room, that's going to cause some waves in the dynamics of the family home, including with um, other fur friends who may live with your senior German Shepherd. They know. They can smell it. They know something's not right. Uh, but most importantly, it's, it's, it's absolutely miserable for the senior German Shepherd to endure these, these allergies. I mean, if you've ever had a, a senior German Shepherd with allergies, then you're all too familiar with the ramifications that the allergies present to both you and the senior German Shepherd. And if you're anything like me and most senior German Shepherd parents, you're desperate to try to solve the mystery of the oftentimes insidious affliction at work on your, on your gray-muzzled fur friend. Um, and you, 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 if, again, if you're anything like me, you want to do it sooner rather than later. Uh, and I say insidious because trying to figure out allergies, um, it can be simple. There's no doubt about it. There are times it's like, oh, yep, it's the chicken. They're allergic to chicken. They can't have chicken. Other times it's not that simple. Uh, it's more um, complex. I mean, perhaps it's food related and environmentally 
related and genetics, you know, it could be one, two, or all three of those, those factors at play. Um, and you really do have to put on a super sleuth hat sometimes to try to figure it out. Um, you know, and, and when you think you finally hit your mark, you find out it might be temporary. And then all of a sudden, geez, a month went by, everything was going great, but now here they are again, itching and you know, smelly and all that stuff. So it is definitely um, difficult at times to figure out what's causing the allergies. Uh, But before we go any further, I I just want to say this. Um, We've dealt with allergies here a lot at the sanctuary. And when when we're really having a tough time, uh, one thing we do, we have done, is we've gotten a pet wellness scan Um, That is not an allergy test. Obviously, you can pay to take your dog to the veterinarian and have an allergy test done um, and go about it that way. Or you can pay, I think it's like $130 now. It's a pet wellness scan and it screens for food and environmental sensitivities, folks, sensitivities. Um, We use Glacier Peak Holistics. I'll put their website, I'll put the uh, link to their their test in the show notes if you so choose to uh, check it out and you have a senior German Shepherds with allergies, you just haven't figured it out, go ahead and spend the $130 to get this, this test done. It's super simple. You swab their cheek and then you also brush out some of their hair. You put it in a little um, sleeve and container, and then you send it away. And then what you get back is um, email test results of what they're sensitive to in regard to food and environment. And they the results they send are absolutely, they're presented so beautifully. Um, they're categorized. Um, they're in chart form. They're very, very detailed. And, you, you know, even color-coded, you have you have um, complete knowledge of what it is that, that you know, is causing um, what could be causing some of these allergy-related problems in your senior German Shepherd. So $130, I know that sounds like a lot to some people, but in the grand scheme of things, what you're paying to try to, you know, get get the right food, um, Benadryl, Apoquil, you know, stuff to take care of their ears, trips to the vets, I don't know how many times, you know, a year. It, it's, it's a drop in the bucket. Spend the money. I don't think you'll be disappointed. And then once you get the test results, uh, what we've done, particularly for Champ and Atticus, is we then begin the process of eliminating the sensitivities from their food, first of all, and then secondly, we start working on their environmental sensitivities. Okay, so most of us know what allergies look like in senior German Shepherds, but I'm going to share a list of of the symptoms we've seen in senior German Shepherds in our care throughout the history of Woody's Place, which is over a decade. It's like a decade and a half now. I mean, actually, yeah, it's over a decade and a half. So uh, itch like crazy, all right? They will itch like crazy. I mean, all throughout the day, it's constant. It starts to drive you crazy, but trust me, they're 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 being driven more crazy because they're the ones doing the itching and, and don't have any um, relief. So they ha- they're itchy, they're scratching, they're scratching out patches of fur, in the process, I mean, they're they're really going to town, um, and if their nails are long, they can they can really hurt themselves um, by by scratching excessively. They can cause raw spots, open wounds, etc. So um, they're they're scratching like crazy. They're itchy and scratching like crazy. Sneezing, I mean, they sneeze just just like humans do, um, but they also do something called a reverse sneezing, and I never forget the first time I saw heard reverse sneezing. I was like, what that what the heck is happening? I thought they were choking. I thought the dog was choking on something. I had no clue uh what was happening. The internet really wasn't a thing back then. I didn't know. Um I really thought the dog was choking on something. And then um I learned through our veterinarian that it was what's called reverse sneezing. And basically it affects the palate in the senior German shepherd. And um I'm not sure if you've ever experienced this before where you get like 
like an itch or a tickle in your, like the roof of your mouth back, back toward your throat. And, you know, us as humans, we can take our finger (laughs) if we so choose and, you know, put it in there and scratch it, but dogs can't do that. So they do what's called a reverse sneezing and they're not, they're not blowing air out. They're kind of like sucking air in repeatedly and in a quick fashion. Um, so one way that I found to help dogs with reverse sneezing, I'm not exactly sure the the connection, but it definitely does work, is I rub their throat area vigorously, not hard, like I'm not applying too much pressure, but I just start rubbing their throat area um, vigorously, and that seems to satisfy them. So sneezing and reverse sneezing. Um, stinky ears. Stinky ears, they, and... Along with the stinky ears, they can have like a yucky discharge that's that's oozing out. That right there, aside from the scratching, is one of the biggest symptoms I've seen uh, with our senior German shepherds who have allergies. I mean, their ears are typically just like a Petri dish. They're just so full of gunk on a regular basis. They can be cleaned out regularly. They can be treated regularly. We can, you know, test for what's growing in there, uh, bacteria or, you know, something other than bacteria. And, and they just always seem to be stinky and messy. Um, we had one senior German shepherd come in. Her name was Gracie and she was only with us for a week. Uh, I, I, will not post a picture of her on, on the blog. I don't want to share this because it is graphic and upsetting, but, um, she had the right side of her face in her cheek area up to her eye, um, and over toward her ear was completely blown out. I I thought she was shot. I thought, yeah, I thought she was shot or hit with a blunt object or something like that. Um, And she had like all this infection and discharge and it smelled real bad. And she was just a big old hot mess. Um, Her ears were really bad too. And had she survived, we were going to have a a tika done, a total ear canal ablation done. Just have it removed completely because it was so swollen shut. You couldn't even get in there and it was a complete mess. Um, The reason her face was blown out is because the infection was so bad in her ear and behind her eye and in her sinus cavity on that side of the face, it had nowhere to go because her ear was um, swollen shut, that it literally burst through her face and was coming out her face. Um, and this was related to allergies. It was it was allergies left untreated, and it became uh, this, this horrendous, horrendous mess. Um, so we had her at the vet. It was quite costly, trying to get her face under control, cleaned out. Um, She had to be sedated so they could do it. It was just that bad. And then um, she passed away. Uh, She passed away because she she bloated, I guess, from the stress and the pain and all that stuff that she was in. It was very unfortunate. But um, that that was a perfect example of allergies gone totally uh, awry and left untreated. All right. Um, this, this next one is, was champ, the poor boy, the whole three years we had him yeasty, smelly, oftentimes greasy coat. Oh, champy, champy. I miss him so much. I really do. Um, what I don't miss is champ, you know, no matter what we did for champ, he still had issues with, um, yeasty blackened skin. And, um, you know, once that takes hold, it's really hard to get rid of. Um, you can do everything you possibly can. You've done all the right things and they still will have it to a certain degree. And basically you just end up maintaining it. Um, when this happens, I think genetics, poor breeding has, um, a a lot to do with, with what's happening in regard to yeast on the dog and blackened skin. Um, we used to give Champ a medicated bath uh, about every 10 days. We couldn't go two weeks without 
for sure two weeks without giving him a bath because you could you could smell him before you walked in the room and just to pet him just it felt awful on your hands and I can't imagine how it felt for him it must have been really you know uncomfortable and depressing um, I think of him being on the streets of Philadelphia as a stray I, I just can't imagine how he felt he must have felt terrible. And Lord knows if, if you know, uh, humans can smell a dog like that, they certainly can smell it. And it's got to be really unpleasant for them. Uh, and that oftentimes is caused by allergies. Crusty and or runny eyes. Uh, this is a big one we see as well. Now, when I say crusty or runny eyes, I'm not talking green. That's an infection. Green or yellow, that's an infection. Not, that's not what I'm talking about at all. It's usually like a whitish gray, usually gray. Um, and it and it will stain the fur on their skin. Uh, I'm sorry. It will stain the fur on their face. <clears throat> you know, they're, they're constantly trying to rub against something to wipe their eyes. Um, it might even make their eyes, you know, red and, and bloodshot. But... Typically, you know, we don't see the red and bloodshot unless we actually go and lift open their eyelids and look. But we can see if their um, their eyes are crusty or runny. Chewing or licking certain spots on the body. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, and again, I, I, I'm not making light of the situation, but I can remember a few dogs now for Woody's place. And, and of course... They want to be wherever I am, and they they sleep in the room with me too. I I don't separate the dogs. Uh, it's not like they have their you know own building here at Woody's place. They live with me, so <laughs> I I don't know how many times I've been awoken in the middle of the night to a dog incessantly chewing on themselves or licking. And I remember one time, just just for fun, I posted something on Facebook in regard to that. I mean, have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and found yourself screaming, would you stop that licking <laughs> or chewing? And I don't know how many people responded to that, that they were in the exact same boat. Um, so incessant chewing and licking on a certain spot in the body, it's, it's also allergy related. Um, it could be food related, but oftentimes I think that might be environmental, like something that's that's touching them that makes them so um, so insane when they're licking one spot. If they're chewing and licking all over, it's most likely internal, uh, like a food related allergy and histamines going wild in their body. Um, red and irritated hot spots. So with all the chewing and the licking, it certainly leads to redness irritation and hot spots on on the body, uh, which if you don't address will most likely turn into an infection. So that needs to be, you know, addressed sooner rather than later. Um, blackened, I mentioned this already, blackened, flaky and greasy skin. That uh, goes hand in hand with the yeasty, smelly uh, and greasy coat. Um, now, if you've never seen a senior German Shepherd with black skin. Um, it looks like it looks like elephant skin. Okay, it's just it it looks just like elephant skin. Only instead of gray, it's black. It's like it's like thick like ele elephant skin. It has creases in it like elephant skin. It's tough like elephant skin. Um, it's typically flaky in areas, greasy in other areas, and just all around unpleasant. Um, it predominantly happens on the belly and in the groin and armpit areas of most um, senior German shepherds, but it can certainly go further on their their rump up their hindquarters. Um, that's how Atticus is. It's pretty much all over on his body. Um, and once blackened skin happens, it can fade in time. Um, when treated properly, if it hasn't happened long enough. So blackened skin happens because it's, it's allergies left untreated for m many, many years, most likely a lifetime. Um, and then the pigment of the skin changes. Um, Savvy came here with a blackened skin on her belly, but I guess it wasn't going on too long because I noticed that she does um, have pink in her belly again. And um, she still has black, but there's there's pink coming through now as well. Um, Atticus 
is a different story, and we'll get to that shortly. And the last one we have on the list is unexplained GI upset that seems to come and go for no apparent reason, but the apparent reason is allergies. So, okay, you're, you're feeding your senior German shepherd. You got him on a decent diet. Um, everything's going well, but I don't know. Occasionally, every so many days, he has loose stool. It might not be flat-out diarrhea like a cow patty, but loose stool. Maybe, you know, I don't know. It's happening like every three, four, five days, and, and you just can't really figure it out. Um, it could be not the food, but possibly treats he's getting. And so allergies are like, um, okay, let's just say the body is a cup or a bowl and allergies are what you put in the cup or bowl. So the cup or bowl can handle so many allergies without, you know, it being a problem. But once the allergy or once the, um, cup or bowl is full of allergies, then it starts to overflow and spill out all over the place. Uh, so if your your dog's body is the cup or bowl and um, is introduced to these allergies, he can handle it for a little bit, but then once it becomes too much, then it starts wreaking havoc on his body. And one of those ways it could wreak havoc on his body is GI upset. So let's say he's getting, you know, you're giving him treats and he's allergic to the treats. Well, if you give him one treat, it's it's most likely not going to affect him. If you give him two treats, it's still, you know, the one treat one day, one treat the next day, it still might not affect him. Well, by the third, fourth, or even fifth day, it might start affecting him. And that could be the cause for um, GI upset, which you don't see any apparent reason for. Um, that <laughs> It took us a little while to figure that one out. <laughs> All right, so there are just some of the few unwanted effects that allergies produce in senior German shepherds, which, make no mistake about it, it, it can cause a great deal of uh, discomfort and even misery for our senior German shepherds. And if you've never experienced allergies yourself, then you really wouldn't know. Um, and I feel awful for them because, you know, they, they, can't, they can't tell us, they can't verbalize what's going on inside of them. Um, they basically are, you know, at our mercy to to figure it out, to figure out what has, you know, declared war on their body and uh, stop the vicious assault so that, you know, our fur friends can go on to live a happy, peaceful life um, throughout their their golden years. Uh, we, we definitely know that all too well. Um, we've had dogs surrender to us simply because of allergies and their owner uh, could no longer afford to um, take care of the senior German shepherd. And other times it's because they didn't have the desire to, they just either didn't care or just didn't want to deal with it anymore. Um, our Mr. Atticus is one of those dogs and Atticus was surrendered to us by his previous owner on a very cold winter's day in December 2018, um, and he was nine years old when he was surrendered. And uh, he was a big old hot mess. So for those of you who would like to see his before and after picture, first of all, I need to say the before picture is graphic. Um, so you are forewarned. It is in our blog post this week. Um, and again, our blog posts are now correl correlating with or corresponding with our um, correlating, thank you, with our podcast. Um, the before picture is just awful. And that is exactly how he looked when I first saw him. So for those who uh, just aren't going to check out the blog post, um, he had a cone around his head. He had bald patches all over his body and open sores, particularly on his hindquarters. Hindquarters. Um, his face was an absolute mess. Uh, his left eye was was crusted and infected. His nose was crusted and infected. His right eye was so bad with infection. His right eye and right ear were so bad with infection. We thought he was going to lose both. Um, and this was all 
brought on by allergies, just like Gracie. Um, we picked him up that day. So just a little backstory about his previous owner. She was a very lovely young woman who had taken care of Atticus his whole life. Um, she had him to the vet regularly for his Apoquil shots, um, you know, medicated. Uh, basically, she was she was spending a ton of money to treat the symptoms of the allergies. But for whatever the reason, the veterinarian she was seeing, uh, I actually know that veterinarian practice, and I would never go there because really in nine years, they couldn't say, hey, we need to get to the root of the allergies here so that he stops having these major issues or they become minimal. Not once, I guess, did that happen because they just kept taking her money and treating her for the symptoms, which I think is a huge crock of crap. Um not only that they were basically just taking her money, but that this poor Atticus spent the first nine years of his life, you know, in misery with allergies. Okay. So, um, and one thing she told us was that the veterinarian um, didn't want to treat him anymore because he was so mean when he went there for his treatment that they couldn't contain him. Well, I guess he was mean. I mean, here he was going to get, you know, his ear cleaned out, which whoop-de-doo, you know, that's not going to treat allergies. Give him a shot of Apoquil, clean any discharge he might have on his face. I mean, again, that's not really helping the situation. And yes, I, I mean, if I was a dog, I'd probably be biting too. So he was totally misunderstood. He was acting out because he was uncomfortable. Um, and I know that because he's been in my care for three years and he's the sweetest boy um, so yes, he was a big old hot mess. We picked him up on that December day, uh, myself and Nancy, a former volunteer of Woody's Place, and we drove him right to Carbondale Veterinary Hospital. Um, they took one look at him and they said that they needed to keep him overnight. Uh, he, he was going to have to be sedated to get cleaned up and have a better uh, do a better assessment of his eye and ear, but they made it very clear that he may lose both. So that was, that was pretty upsetting. Um, fortunately that did not happen. I, I am happy to say he still has his eye and his ear and both are doing great. So they cleaned him up right away. They administered medication. I'm sorry. They administered medication uh, immediately to calm him, his body down. They did sedate him, so they calmed him down, but gave him medication to um, calm him down. I believe it was steroids, um, which I know aren't fantastic and are maybe counter um, counteract or counterintuitive when you're you're treating allergies. But when when you're presented with a situation like that, that's so bad, you have to get it under control right away to, um, one, provide comfort, two, to get the body to um, stop reacting the way that it is so that you can then go to work at figuring out what's going on with this dog um, and then put a plan in place that, um, that reduces, hopefully eliminates, but at least reduces the allergies in a dog so that they can go on and live a happy, happier, healthy life. All right, so that that is what happened. Now, it took us it took us about a year to finally get Atticus to the point where he didn't look like, you know, a train wreck. Um diet was very very difficult. It was very difficult figuring figuring out what was going on. Um and then after doing the pet wellness scan, we realized it wasn't just food, it was environmental as well and perhaps um hereditary, you know, genetics uh, came into play, but we don't know that part. Um so so we we put him on a duck diet, a very limited ingredient duck diet um because that's that's what he he uh does best on. Um and for about a year or two, he was on Nothing but canine caviar duck, both dry and canned and treats as well. And very rarely did I stray from that um, because I was afraid he was going to end up looking like a train wreck again. And he was doing great. Absolutely great. I'm happy to report he is on absolutely no medication whatsoever right now. Um, and that's because of figuring out what was going on with him. So he was also in, uh, allergic to environmental 
environmental um, allergens as well. And we'll, we'll get to that later on uh, in this podcast. Um, and uh, so I worked very hard to eliminate as many of the environmental allergies as I could. But at the end of the day, you know, he'd have to live in a bubble and that just wasn't going to happen. Um, so we we feel like the diet change was the golden ticket. And his eyes, face, ears, nose, skin, everything cleared up. But he still does have um, black skin and big bald spots on his hindquarters, um, his thighs, his outer thighs. And that's never going to come back. I mean, it was it was just so badly damaged that his his hair is it's never going to come back um, in his lifetime. Uh, and we still do from time to time have issues with those areas back there, like right now. Um, on his left outer thigh, he has um, a f- several little open sores, which are being treated. Um, and, you know, I know this is environmental because uh, there's, we live in the lake region of the Poconos in Pennsylvania. I've uh, I've mentioned this, I don't know how many times, Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I say the lake region because, and this is a little off topic, I'm, I'm going down a rabbit trail here, but People get confused about the Poconos, and as soon as I say we're in the Poconos, they immediately talk about like Jim Thorpe or Tannersville or something like that. Well, there's either, I'm sorry, I was going to say six, but there are five regions in the Pocono Mountain area, um, and the Poconos, it it covers about 24, 2,500 square miles. It's huge. It's huge. Um, So... When someone says, oh, you're in the Poconos, I have a house so-and-so, it's like, yeah, that's like an hour away from me. You know, we're not, that's not near us at all. Um, <laughs> you know, and so I just like to narrow it down. We are in the lake region of the Poconos. We're in the northern tier of the Poconos. We're not in like the super touristy part of the Poconos. I mean, we, we're we near Lake Walmpawpack, which is a giant man-made lake with 52 miles of shoreline. And, you know, during the the nice weather, that area blows up, but then, you know, it, it goes away quite quickly once um, once the leaf peepers leave and, and go back home. Um, and we live in a very rural agricultural area. Uh, so it's there's a lot of greenery here, a lot of trees, a lot of grass, a lot of brush, a lot of lakes, rivers, creeks, all that stuff. Um, so the dogs here at the sanctuary, when I say, um, when I talk about Woody's place and I say it's where uh, that... Uh, that we are that place where old dogs in the country where old dogs come to retire. I mean it. We're we're in the country <laughs> and they do come here to retire. So, um, okay, well, enough of that rabbit trail. Atticus loves to roll around in the grass, in the woods, whatever. Atticus loves to be on his back, rolling around on stuff. And right now it's fall. Okay, we're we're almost to the end of October here, and it's fall, and there's a lot of leaves on the ground and. Uh, what's on leaves? Well, there's a lot of mold spores on leaves, and he's rolling around in this. So my thinking is that's why he's having the reaction on his outer thigh like he is. So I am addressing it. Um, I, I try not to let him roll around, but that's, you know, it's virtually impossible when I'm out there hanging on to Nona, who has to be on leash still. She's, you know, heartworm positive. She's hard of hearing. She, you know, her recall's awful. Um, she she has to be on a leash, and she wants to go, go, go. And then I have Jensen, who's, you know, really at the uh, coming to the later end of, of degenerative myelopathy. He falls down a lot. I have to lift him up a lot, um, trying to keep an eye on, you know, uh, Savvy, Brandy, Prince. And then here's Atticus rolling around. So I'm not superwoman. Sometimes he's rolling around, and that is not my biggest priority at the moment. Um, so what I do when we get back inside is I, I wipe him down with, um, with a a warm soapy cloth so that if he had any, any allergens, um, on his, his skin, I'm getting them off. Um, another go-to I will use is, um, apple cider vinegar spray, which as many of you know, I also use an apple cider vinegar spray, uh, spray for flea and tick removal, um, as well, or, or repellent, which I'm happy to say no fleas at all this year and not one atopical treatment, you know, pesticide or whatever, like, you know, Advantage or anything like that. 
<laughs> um, so and and it seems to do the trick, but you know he's been doing it a lot right now, the rolling around, and I'm sure that's that's what's causing the problem. Okay, so now now fast forward, and um, as as many of you know, I am a huge, huge, huge proponent of home cooked, whole food, nutritionally balanced meals for the senior German shepherds here at Woody's Place. I really don't care for commercial brand food. Now, I know it's very trendy right now uh, to not, you know, be be hip to commercial brand uh, foods. There's been so many recalls. You know, we, we feel helpless as to what's going in. There's been questionable ingredients. There's been some pretty, um, pretty nasty things that have been found in commercial brand dog food, including phenobarbital, the medication that they use for euthanasia. Um, there have been companies known to use roadkill in, um, in their commercial brand dog foods. I mean, the powers that be that regulate commercial brand dog foods really do not have our senior German shepherds best, best interest in mind when they are creating this food and neither do the five huge conglomerates who produce this food. All all they want is your dollars. That's it. They don't care really about your um, senior German shepherd, Um, you know, and they're very, very creative with their marketing techniques. Um, If you really want to learn about the commercial dog food industry, do yourself a favor, go buy Dr. Karen Becker's book, The Forever Dog, and you're going to be 100% shocked. And the next time you look at a bag of dog food, you're probably going to look at it like a McRib from McDonald's. <laughs> like it's it's so convenient. It's so easy and it tastes so good, but I know this is horrible for me and it's loaded with crap. So um, what we're doing for the dogs at Woody's Place is because at the end of the day, we work off of donations and I put a lot of money, my own money into Woody's Place. As many of you know, I am a loan signing agent, so I do real estate closings and I also run the shepherd shop. Um, A lot of my own money goes right back into Woody's Place and I don't mind, but what I'm doing is a 70-30 split where 70% of the meals and treats for the senior German shepherds here are home cooked, whole foods, whole human grade food. Um, And then 30% of the time we do a high quality kibble or canned, kibble and canned, I'm sorry. And I've really gotten away from the canned. I mean, really, if if I'm doing the 30 split, I'll put the dry in and um, I'll put like half dry in and half... um, home cooked. So, and that's working out. Now, in regard to allergies, um, with Atticus, I still have to watch what he's eating because obviously he can't have certain things. I mean, the allergies, you know, will resurface again if, um, he's being fed too many, uh, too many meals with, with, um, ingredients that he, that don't, that doesn't agree with him. Like chicken, for instance, he is allergic to chicken, so I really don't give him too many meals with chicken. That being said, he can actually handle more allergens now, or food that that may not agree with him because his immune system is in it's in tip top shape. He's he's doing fantastic with all of the. Um, good, healthy foods that he's eating. He, it's actually healing him from the inside out. Therefore, if something comes along that, you know, doesn't agree with him, he can handle it better as opposed to constantly being fed. I forget what he was being fed. I want to say it was Alpo something or another. It really wasn't great food. And then I remember being in their house and seeing this giant old tub of milk bones on top of the fridge. And I just thought to myself, oh my God, this poor dog is in such bad shape and it's it's that. It's the food that he's eating. I mean, even before we had the food sensitivity test, I just knew that it was the food that he was eating because I could see what was there and, you know, his owner didn't know any better. So 
So the 70-30 split works for us. Um, even their, even their treats, um, we used to do Zook's treats all the time and we still have Zook's treats and I will use them from time to time, but we've really gotten away from all of that stuff. And, um, I bought a food dehydrator and we'll dehydrate, uh, human food in there and give it to them to, for, uh, treats. Like, um, we, we are fortunate enough to have a lot of farms here. So um, we can do like a, a lamb lung filet or a buffalo filet or, you know, uh, some sort of jerky uh, treat for them. Um, and you can also get a buffalo and lamb lung filet online. I think Tractor Supply has it. Um, and, and the thing about those treats are is it's, it's one ingredient. That's it. And it's a protein source and it's dehydrated. So it's, you know, not ultra processed like like um, milk bones are, or even kibble. Kibble's ultra-processed as well, and it just strips strips what little nutrients are in the dog food out. Um, you really need to read about the commer- com- how commercial brand dog food is made. Uh, in case you didn't know, the process itself, uh, heating, heating the poor quality food at such a high rate, at such a... Um, in such a quick time, turns the food itself into a carcinogen. So it would be equivalent to us eating charbroiled burgers every night for dinner. It's just so bad. Um, and that's really, I believe, why canine canine cancer rates are through the roof right now. But that's another podcast we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about later on. So the diet change in Atticus was a golden ticket for us. Um, his face, eyes, everything cleared up except for the back end. So I want to add that we also include supplements in all of our senior German Shepherds diets, um, particularly those with allergies. And again, this helps keep the immune system in tip-top shape and keeps allergies at bay. So uh, I'm posting in the blog post a link to another blog post on the five supplements that our senior gen, uh, senior German Shepherds benefit from. But we use others too, uh, and I should include them as well. The number one supplement we use is a good probiotic. Now, I'm not saying we stick with the same one all the time because there's several good probiotics out there, but a good probiotic is always added to, to their meals. Um, we cook with coconut oil. Coconut oil is like, oh, geez, I can't even be- begin to tell you the benefits of coconut oil because there's just so many. But they, it, coconut oil, ingesting coconut oil is phenomenal for in- improving their um, skin and their coat and also their digestive tract. And it also reduces allergic reactions. So coconut oil is, yeah, you definitely want to add that to your to your senior German Shepherd's meal. Um, turmeric. We're, we're nuts for turmeric. <laughs> it goes in their food. It goes in my food. It goes in my smoothies. I mean, we're, we're just nuts for turmeric. Uh, but it's got to be a good, high-quality turmeric. I'm not talking about turmeric, you know, in a jar that you're getting at the dollar store or on clearance at Walmart. It's got to be a good quality. Um, as with all of these supplements, you, you don't want to just go on Amazon or Walmart and just pick up anything. You need to research and make sure it, it's good. And I do have links in the blog post for what we use. Um, all right. So turmeric uh, has naturally occurring antihistamine properties as well as anti-inflammatory properties. Um, so yeah, hey, that's that's right there. It's like a going to certainly calm your dog down if your dog is suffering from from allergies, among other things. Um, and we also use a good omega-3 fatty acid. Um, right now, we're using Wolactin, but usually um, it's some sort of cold fish source that, that we're using. So we incorporate that in every meal as well. All right, so I, I feel like we just dove pretty deep there, and this podcast is going a little bit longer than I wanted to, but that was a lot to cover in regard to um, food. Um, there's also, as we mentioned, environmental allergies. Uh, I talked about Atticus and the issue he's having right now. So some common allergy or environmental allergies are atopical dermatitis. Um, 
dust mites, grass, trees, pollen, even mold and mildew, any of those things, even fleas can cause atopic dermatitis in your senior German shepherd. Um, And, you know, like I just said about Atticus, him having to live in a bubble, I'm never going to eliminate all the things that he's allergic to, but I can minimize minimize his environmental allergies. First of all, I make sure he never gets fleas. None of the dogs get fleas here. I make make certain none of that none of that uh, takes place. Um, grass. I mean, we live in Greentown. <laughs> Seriously, first of all, we don't live in Greentown. That's rural PA. That's just our closest mailbox. But it is it is very appropriate uh, mail our post office. Sorry, that is it's very appropriately named here because it's super super green here. I mean, green lush grass, green shrubbery, green trees. I mean, it is just it's green here. It's because we get a lot of rain and a lot of snow. Um, so we're never going to eliminate the trees and pollen or even the mold and mildew. Um, unless at some point we do what I really, really aspire to do, and I want to move out west to a more arid location, semi-arid, not totally arid, um, but then we'd have to deal with lots of dust. Uh, dust mites. So I'm a clean freak, super, super big clean freak. In fact, I had a, a residential commercial cleaning service for 23 years in my younger days and I'm, I'm, I'm OCD and I'm, I'm constantly cleaning. Um, so dust, dust and dust mites, it's, it's handled the same way as, you know, if you were a human, no heavy draperies, you know, do mini blinds, dust your mini blinds regularly. Um, no wall to wall carpet, do area rugs, um, try to eliminate any sort of upholstered surface, um, you know, as much as possible. And if you do have upholstered surfaces, like I'm sure you do because you have, you know, sofas and love seats and chairs and stuff like that, they need to be vacuumed, at least vacuumed regularly. Um, any hard wooden surfaces, uh, table, chairs, countertop, um, you know, curio cabinet, hardwood floors need to be, need to be wiped down regularly. Um, and I'm not talking about disinfectant purposes. I'm talking about just wiped down with a, a damp cloth to get any sort of dust off, um, off the furniture. I, I go further than surfaces, like, like just, uh, horizontal surfaces. I wipe down like legs of tables, legs of chairs, you know, legs of end tables, whatever, <laughs> fronts of cabinets, you you name it, um, any sort of wainscoting on walls. I wipe it all down um, to keep dust at, at bay, um, not just for Atticus, but because I've mentioned this before, I, I really suffer from allergies. Um, I've had allergies since I think my mom told me I was about six weeks old when they figured it out. But um, I have really, really bad sinus issues, uh, headaches that last for days, um, constantly clearing my throat, all that stuff. So you know, I clean a lot for me, but of course for the dogs as well. And it, it definitely does help keep, um, keep, you know, environmental allergies, um, at least to a minimum again, never going to go away, but it helps. So, all right. What else can we do for our senior German shepherds with allergies? Because I want to wrap this up here. Um, aside from the obvious, Allergy testing, pet sensitivity testing, Benadryl if needed, Apoquil, um, medication in the ears, medication for the eyes, you know, all that um, uh, treatment, treatment for allergies. What else can we do? You can bathe your senior German Shepherd regularly with a hypoallergenic shampoo to calm his inflamed skin and to wash off allergies. And I can't... I can't stress this enough. Hypoallergenic, okay? Please don't be going into Pet Smart or Petco or whatever and getting this giant bottle of pink froofy shampoo for your dog because it smells like strawberries and you know it's gonna mask the yeasty smell and you're just gonna love it because um the artificial ingredients in there are really going to make his skin feel a lot worse. Um it to me, it would be like having having a rash on your skin and then spraying perfume on top of it. it it's not going to feel good. So please, hypoallergenic. It's designed for dogs with um, skin 
skin problems due to allergies or, or other skin problems. Raw apple cider vinegar rinse. I mentioned this before. Now you could do a spray like I was just talking about with Atticus or a rinse. So after you've given your senior German shepherd a bath in hypoallergenic shampoo, um, before you dry him off, you want to mix together, um, you know, the smallest amount would be like a half a cup of apple cider vinegar uh, to a cup of filtered water. Of course, you would have to double, triple, or, you know, even more than that for, for a bigger dog. And you want to dump that over your dog and massage it into your dog's fur. Uh, I know it doesn't smell great. It smells like a giant Easter egg, you know, that you just died or something like that. Eventually, the smell will go away once it dries. Um, Please do not dump it on their face or in their ears. Obviously, it's apple cider vinegar. It will burn. Massage it in really well, then pat your dog dry. Um, it, it, It does wonders for the coat, makes the dog's coat nice and shiny, and it definitely helps with the skin. Um, another, another technique we use is letting our dogs soak in an oatmeal bath that, you know, if their skin's really out of control, an oatmeal bath, just letting them soak in an oatmeal bath. I mean, think of, you know, think of if you were a kid, I'm in my fifties. So when I was a kid, if I got really bad poison ivy, my mom, you know, put together an oatmeal bath for me and I sat in the oatmeal bath and it, it calmed, um, calmed the poison ivy down. And it has the same effect on dogs who have um, skin-related allergies. So an oatmeal bath is is uh, fantastic. Sometimes it's hard to get them just to sit. <laughs> I basically put little peanut butter or something on the wall for them to lick while they're they're sitting in there, and I'm kind of you know cascading the oatmeal bath water over their over their fur and into their skin. Um, and lastly, no, I'm sorry, yeah. Lastly, we use um, an antibacterial and antiviral spray, topical spray, if we're we're not seeing progress with the raw apple cider um, vinegar. Um, if they they start with um, small wounds like Atticus has on him, then we go to the antiviral, antibacterial, topical spray, and we keep on top of that until the um, little sores so, uh, close up and and you know dry out. Okay, folks, so as you can see, allergies can be a very complex issue in our senior German Shepherds. Um, And again, it could be diet, environmental, genetics, combination of the three. It is absolutely a guessing game and no easy undertaking, but there is hope. Um, If you don't believe me, just go to the blog post. I'll put the link in the show notes here and look at his before and after picture. Again, the before picture is upsetting, but please look at that and look at the progress we have made and maintained for him since he's been here. Um, If, if, you know, we can do it, you can do it too. Um, And I just feel I need to add that the blog post, it's in the resources section of our blog, Life with Old Dogs. Little disclaimer here, I'm not giving any medical advice, okay? I'm only sharing our experiences with our senior German Shepherd residents here at Woody's Place Senior German Shepherd Sanctuary. So if you're having any allergy-related issues, medical issues, whatever with your dog, please seek help from your veterinarian. All right, folks, that is it for this week. Stay tuned next week. We are going to be discussing arthritis and we do have um, a coupon for you that we feel you're going to be able to use and it will be beneficial for your dog. All right, till then, be well.